the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Saturday morning, everybody. Good morning. It is 710 KNUS Denver's Talk Station, 27 January, 2024. And the weather, whoo, 50 degrees will be the high. But look at this. Sunday, 60. Monday, 58. And Tuesday, 61 degrees. Wow. 710 KNUS, good to have you here. This is also the Motorcycle Expo weekend. And a bunch of friends are going to stop in the studio. And we're going to go to see all of that this afternoon. The question this morning, and by the way, Brother Jeff is on the radio show this morning. We'll talk about Fannie Willis. But the question this morning is a reaction to this um, debate that took place. And I want to start the show with one, the one and only Kyle Clark. And I listened to what he said, and I thought, hmm, what radio show would this be? And I've not yet heard anybody even asking, have you ever been so... Without further ado, Lou Gonzalez has the con. Lou, what does Kyle Clark say? And let's play this, if you would. We are getting some feedback tonight on Republican congressional candidates getting cheered at last night's debate when most of them said they've been arrested. Have you ever been arrested? Do we get this? whole lot of feedback from both viewers and political talkers in town trying to explain away that moment. And a lot of the explanations don't make sense when you stop to think. People are claiming that, you know, the arrests are fun or funny because they were all for minor charges. Or that, that being arrested makes a politician relatable, like everyone else. Stop and think about that. The cheers and laughter about six of the nine Republican congressional candidates being on, uh, being arrested, that all came before anybody said a word about why they were each arrested. The most recent, the most prominent arrest of somebody up on that stage was State Rep Mike Lynch for drunk driving and a weapons charge. I mean, not super funny stuff for anybody who cares about responsible gun ownership or their loved ones avoiding death by drunk driver. I watched Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and Trent Lisey next to her smile and, and high-five over their arrests. He's all about backing the blue. Did he know that one of Boebert's arrests was for an altercation with law enforcement? She says that she moved districts across the state to protect her family. Did she know that Lisey was convicted of harassment after he got physical during a domestic dispute? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they and the crowd didn't know those details that they were just cheering the fact that they're all part of a political party where defying the law these days is a badge of honor. Thanks, Lou. 303-696-1971. Are you reacting the same way that Kyle Clark did? Have you ever been arrested? Asking that question, 303-696-1971. The reaction and the applause and... uh does he make a point? Does Clark make a, make a, a point about being arrested? 303-696-1971. Lauren Boebert comes in fifth in a straw poll. That does not bode well for Lauren Boebert. Uh, as you know, the Colorado House GOP leader, Mike Lynch, 
who is a congressional candidate, was arrested in 2022 on a Dewey and gun charges. But have you ever taken a beef? And what does it mean? Um, does it change your mind? Does it someone when well, they made the critique about the laughter that takes place before anybody even knows what somebody's talking about? When you watched it, and I've watched the, the video a couple of different times, and they're high-fiving each other. And, you know, and I laughed when Caldera asked me, but does it, does it have significance? Uh, House, he's no longer House Minority Leader, um, but he, um, and he, I, the, the way he handled it, I thought was very bad. He said, he's, I've never met him. He's supposed to be a good guy. Some guys I know that know him say you'd like him. Um, but he, you know, they, and they, they kept it down. And I, I understand that part of it too. You know, if you're in the public eye, and I, the, the last time I got in trouble, I was doing the morning show. On, um, I, I was doing nine to noon on KOA when, uh, when I when I got jammed up, and so uh, I was thinking back. I was saying every every time for me, um, it was it was fighting, just you know, being honest. And uh, I saw one of those guys talked about it that they they were arrested for fighting. And I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but if we're going to play this game, let's play it honestly. So 303-696-1971. Brother Jeff's coming on the show to talk about Fannie Willis. Fannie Willis has blown it. Um, Donald, uh, Donald Trump, as you know, accused um, Fulton County DA Fannie Wilson of all these different things. And it turns out that she has been going, carrying on, if you would, as somebody once said, with a married guy who she appointed to the job, who had no business being on the job. And uh, J- Brother Jeff does a, uh, a streaming show uh, from the neighborhood, and I watched his show, and it was great. I mean, his critique was great, and it's been five months. Uh, she charged Donald Trump with um, election interference. It's the, the RICO in Fulton County. And now... Um, She's jammed up, and someone says, "What will happen?" I suspect that Fanny Fanny Willis will will resign. But it was there on Friday uh, when we were closing out the day. Uh, the Georgia Senate approved a resolution that creates a panel to investigate her, and she was with that guy, and she appointed the guy who absolutely has no skills in doing this. And so Brother Jeff was great. And so we're going to have him on the radio show at the bottom of the hour. But in the meantime, 303-696-1971. And you can bring up Vince McMahon, if you will. Um, I'm a huge professional wrestling fan. I actually had a handshake with Vince McMahon. He changed the face of professional wrestling. But this, this sex trafficking allegations, the filthy things that he did. Oh, man. And... Uh, People were talking about, you know, in the last hour and then Caldera, but McMahon, um, and there's always been stories about Vince McMahon and what Vince McMahon was capable of doing. And, but he's setting people up now. He's sex trafficking. And it just, it just creeps you because, the, you know, you know these guys. And, you know, he, if you're, you know, kind of a fan or a follower, this is a man who literally changes the face of of professional wrestling 
And now look at him. And he's got that snidely whip na- whiplash mustache now, and he just looks so creepy. And um, we cut a promo because it was before all of this other stuff happened on this uh, on this guy riding this motorcycle 150 miles an hour coming up from whew, and put a GoPro on it. And uh, one of the things that was I thought was kind of funny was when the um, when when the news anchor person was talking, they said, and he didn't have a license plate on that bike. And I'm thinking to myself, what did you think? This guy's going to bust a hundred buck fifty on a motorcycle. Yeah, let's put a plate on it. <laughs> let's. Let's see what it looks like without a plate. All right, Saturday morning, 50 will be the high. Brother Jeff coming up, 303-696-1971. The reaction to talking about being arrested and giving each other the high five and everybody laughing. And have you ever been arrested? Uh, and uh, do you tell people about it? All right, let us begin, you and I. Uh, we have one line open. We go to Andy. Hey, Andy, good morning. Thanks for coming on the show. A different on a little bit different topic. I saw some footage of Trump uh, on a WWE Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah they're close. Have, have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, remember his wife was appointed. What she's was Secretary of Labor or something on the on the Trump in the Trump in the Trump cabinet. Um, he went to uh, a lot of WrestleManias, and well, he, he did a he did a angle with Vince. He shaved Vince's head. Yeah, that's right. Um, my question is, and I'm, I'm, I want to let you know where I am. I'm, I'm a conservative. I, I am kind of like politically abandoned at this point because I don't have any faith in anybody. Good. But I'm my I go back to the old Epstein log list, hmm. you know, and the, the, the human trafficking that went on there and how it just seems like some of these people are still immune from really getting called out. And I think Trump is one of them. I think Bill Clinton is absolutely one of them. And so then now do you think there's. How hard of a leap is that between McMahon doing this, Trump being part of that world? I mean, I mean, is that too far? Well, uh, crazy. I, I don't think there's any think evidence. There yeah, I don't think there's any evidence of Trump going to the island. I think Trump hooked a ride uh, on on, um, on the plane. And I'm no Trump fan, but truth is the truth. Uh, Clinton went 51 times to the island. Uh, Prince so Andrew. What's your take on why that's not bigger news? Like that they're just not zeroing in on that behavior. Exper- that guy was a sexual predator. Well, the experience that I, I had with Denver players, Denver Sugar, and I thought a lot about this. Is that I don't know if you remember that story about the high yeah, end. Pr- I, remember, I, I remember you talking about it that for a long time. Got spiked. That story was destroyed in the media. That story. I mean, that, that's. I, I didn't have any faith in Denver media anyhow, but that was the end of the trail for me. And they spiked that story. And um, there's no question Michael Hancock um, was a, um, a participant, a customer. But there was a lot of very, very, very powerful front-range men that went there. Now, it's prostitution. And is that sex trafficking? Um, if you, I, I think they're different. I think I, they're different. I, I think sex I, I trafficking is way, way more egregious and horrible. Yeah, because I, I think it's, it's still, it's against the law. It's between two consenting adults. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's bad for our society. But I think well, there's something worse when you're trafficking yes, victims. I agree. And I, you know, if you go to Nevada, you go outside of this country. Uh, if you go to Germany or France, you see prostitution uh, um, in a whole different light. Um, you know, it's, it's. There's no pimps. There's 
you know, none of that, not, uh, just that stuff that just turns your stomach. Um, Nevada's a great place to see the model really actually work. So I, I see it more as a, it's a business transaction. And like you said, two willing participants, money is exchanged. I, I don't know whether that's, but then you find these stories of these young girls who are sex traffic, trafficked and put in these horrible situations. And that is different. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm still so bothered that the fact that I know there's powerful people connected to this and whoever's pulling the strings isn't allowed to let that gain weight. The I fact guess. that this story on Vince broke and there's been rumors about Vince McMahon. As a matter of fact, his wife doesn't live with him. And um, he's such he's such so got had 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 up until now so much power. He was making and breaking careers. And I don't know if we start to drink your own Kool-Aid at that level or not, seriously. And yeah. that he thought himself, but if you read what's, what, what he did to this woman, I mean, it's just like horrible. <clears throat> so anyway, anyway, well, thanks, man. You're a good call, I man. Thank it. you very much. All right, we go to Patrick. Uh, it is uh, 13 after 10. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Um, get off your speakerphone. Uh, Would you get off your speaker, please? Oh, yeah, okay, sure, sure. Let me see how I can do it. Yeah, um, sure. Take your time. Uh, Do-do. Three, four. Uh, Got it? No. All right, go ahead. Just just go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll live with it. Go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll cover my mouth. Is this better? That's great. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say that uh, I was born in France. My my father was uh, an American GI, mm -hmm. and uh, he paid my mother for an abortion. Of course, obviously, she never did it. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> but but uh, but her sister lived with with a, a friend of hers during the war. Her name was Etienne, and after the war, she had her head shaved off. Yeah, because and, she collaborated. Uh, but she didn't. Wow. It's just that the men in the village were, you know, sure. and, and she said no, so they, they had revenge against her Very after. Bad. So she, yeah. So what she did was, what my aunt did was she married an American GI, and that's how come I came to Pittsburgh. And wow. I lived there from mm -hmm, 8 to 10. I tell you, but I'm just telling you, women are in bad position. That, if you read the a woman's view of that, and... Um, these men took their, quote, took their power back on those women. They shaved, okay. the, they shaved the heads of, of the uh, women who were the lovers and collaborated with the German occupation. And um, Coco Chanel, I don't know if you ever read about Coco Chanel. Uh, Coco Chanel was, you know, the, the dowager of, of uh, women's fashion. She was a total, oh, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. She was a total collaborator, and she got away with it. Um, they, they, Coco never, and she did. She, when matter of fact, when the American um, American military liberates Paris, and one of the things that was so stunning was American fashion froze in 1940, 1942. and fashion went on. In, uh, in, in, in Paris, the, the Germans were occupiers and were fascinated by, by that, I think it's pronounced couture. And, um, and the, the French women that got involved with the, with the Germans, 
And Coco was one big time involved with the Germans. And I think even with SS. And she was given the pass after the war. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's survival. I mean, it, you know it's going to happen there here in the is. States if we get yes. invaded. I mean, it's just the way it is. Well, sure. I mean, uh, prostitution or women getting involved with occupying GIs is uh, age old. And, oh, yeah. and even what was the great line the British said? They're overpaid, oversexed, and over here. And, and, and no, that's sorry. true. Oh, yeah. There, there were 500,000 of us between mm. England, France, yeah. Germany, and Italy. Yeah, sure. And, you know, in women, it's it's age old the way out. But that's different than yeah. that's yeah. that's, you know, survival stuff. But this. But the, yeah. But the thing that got my aunt and that's why she left. And she went to the United States uh, is that. The old men in the village, oh, yeah. you know, were advancing the women, and if they didn't go to bed with them, then turn they, them in. They, yeah, turn, they turn them in. Sure, that's you a, know, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That gimmick has been played out so many times. Um, and again, I read a critique once. A woman historian. This was a long time ago, who talked about the French men, and it was more about their masculinity was taken away from them. Yeah, and so they revenged on the women, and right. that's why history is so significant to me. At least its interpretation, but that yeah. they shaved their heads and spit on them and kicked them, and and yep. some of them had yep. children. Some of them had had children. Yep. And, yep. and there's yep. a there's a German word, at, and it's called let me see Kriegskinder, war war children, and when okay. when especially when the when the Russians came back through Berlin and raped um, all of all oh, those, yes. and they had they yes. had children. Some of them had, yep. so many of them had children, and they yep. were called Kriegskinder. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, no, I mean it's just like, yeah. and then we see what you and I are watching right now. This McMahon stuff is so horrible. And I, I, let me ask you this question because we're asking about being arrested. Do you think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? No, me neither. Me. I worked in prison, and, and I know I know what goes on there, and uh, the cover-ups and everything else. So, I, you know, no way. Uh, yeah. if, imagine if he spoke. Yeah. He, Patrick, it's a great call. What do you What do you do for real without giving up a company? Oh, I'm I'm a retired U.S. Army photographer. There you are, man. Great I'm a photographer. I, and I, I serve in the French Army too. I, both. <laughs> With the Legion or with the with the regular army? No, no, no. Legion, you have to be foreigner. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, well, uh, you, but you are. Officer. Oh, no, no. You're, I, uh, you're French. Yeah, so I had to go back. That's why I went back at 18. Yeah. I served in, in a commando unit, Chasseur Rappin, uh which are alpine hunters. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we do fighting up in the mountains in the cities. Yeah, I'm a big, I've read the history of the Legion. I actually met them. Um, I got to go to the first Gulf War and the Legion was there and I've read the history of the Legion, especially yeah. after the Second World War. Nobody knew who was in there. Well, that, yeah, see, the unit I was in, uh, the, the, the 22nd, mm-hmm. they were a half brigade because they took the other half foreign legionnaires because they yeah. didn't trust them. Oh, no. So we, they kind of washed over them. Um, and, but it was a tough unit. And, well, you know, we should have... We should have a foreign legion in this country. Well, as you tell me, you tell me if I'm wrong, but every enlisted man is born abroad or born 
but the officers are all French. Is that true? Yes, exactly. They all, yeah. And yeah. then after five years, they become a French citizen. Yeah. They can finish their uh, their tour either in the Legion or mm-hmm. in a French unit. And they were they were Denian Fu. Those were the guys that. And then they went to Algeria, and that was the oh, that, yeah. that, that yeah. was the Paras, right? It was the Paras that went. Yep. And who? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the song? We regret nothing. Yeah. And I heard it sung once. And was Edith? Edith, 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 Edith sang that song all of the yesterday. Yeah, yeah. There uh-huh. you got it. Edith Piaf. Yeah, Edith Piaf. Yeah. And she was the the canary for the Paras when they when they walked out of Algeria. Have you ever seen yep. a have you ever seen a film or the Battle for Algiers? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I saw that movie. Yes, I yeah. did. I saw it when I was in France, as a matter of fact. But wow. I saw it again in, in here in this country. Yeah, and they they sang "We Regret Nothing." Yep. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Those guys want to be it, but you know we should have we should have one here. Yeah. All these damn uh, uh, yeah. illegals. I'm sure a lot of them would sign up, and then they become yeah. a U.S. citizen in X yeah. number of years. Yeah. You're wonderful. Boy, just great out-of-the-box calls, Patrick. Uh, home run. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything, man. Be well, safe. You you know me. I've seen you before. I was with those two two Chinese girls. Oh, I do it's know you. Party. Yeah, yes, I do. Huh? Yes, I do know huh? you. We have to get back. We, we need to hang, man. Good. Love yeah, it. we do. We, be, we do. Be safe. Thank you. Okay. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Brother Jeff coming up after the turn. Uh, Danny Kaplis, the law firm. I actually sent Danny a text this week. Believed to be the only attorney in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. And Dan and his partners, the largest truck crash jury verdicts in Colorado history. The the firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements and verdicts speak for themselves. Um, He's my guy, my friend, helped my family. They're a firm where good people from all walks of life, without regard to ability to pay, receive the level of legal representation that people, the powerful people, enjoy. Capitalist Law believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Dan Capitalist Law believes that who you hire speaks for you. They suggest you choose a firm that shares your values. The firm believes its core values, the foundation of its of its success, faith and integrity, hard work, dedication, the cause is there. If you need Dan's help, call him at 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or hit Kaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S, law.com. Uh, we'll do the turn, come back, and bring on Brother Jeff, and we'll talk about Fannie Willis. Stay here, 710 KNUS. Morning, everybody. 710 KNUS. We are Denver's talk station. Peter Boyle's on the air everywhere on a Saturday 50 the high today. Tomorrow, 60. Might bring the bikes out. 58 on Monday, Tuesday, 61 degrees. Brother Jeff's going to join us. Are you all set for this winter season? Things just finally got warm, but you need to check out Arvada Army Navy Surplus. I love the place. Uh, Kenny and I rode our bikes up there. Serving customers in Old Town, Arvada since 84. They offer a vast collection of skis and all the insulated work gloves that go with that. Winter hats and boots. All that stuff, outdoor work, Carhartt jackets and and these very heavyweight sweatshirts and rugged pants, unbeatable. They have premier hiking and work socks, and I got a pair on now. So whether you're a seasoned winter enthusiast or a beginner looking to have fun, you find exactly what you need. Arvada Army Navy Surplus, Stephen and the staff, 
knowledgeable. And, and Stephen's dad started, we spoke on the phone, assisting you with finding all the gear you need for your next winter outdoor adventure. Store so many cool things to check out. You never want to leave once you step foot in Arvada Army-Navy surplus. Historic military gear is on display. Kids and grandkids will wander through and have fun. Stop by and see them. Old Town Arvada. Check them out. Arvadasurplus.com. Old Town Arvada. That's Arvadasurplus.com. Let me see where he is. He's on line four. Uh, Really, without further ado, I love no man more, as they once said in Robin Hood. Ladies and gentlemen, Brother Jeff joins us. Hey, man, thanks and welcome back to the show. My man, Peter, how are you, sir? First question, you ever been arrested? <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> keep, keep the car running. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be right back. Keep that car running. Keep I'll, the car running. I'll not be, yet. No, I'll be right back. I watched your uh, streaming show. Who was the co-host? Who was the woman that was with you? Uh, we call her the great Leanne Wheeler. She's out of Aurora, Colorado. I got to get her on the show. Woo. I'll put you in touch with the great Leanne Wheeler. What does she do for real? Well, she's a consultant, and she's also a, a, a Air Force veteran, and so she does a lot of work around supporting veterans, making sure that they're able to access all of the resources and 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 services that they are, you know, um, um, uh, uh, that are available to them that many don't really know about. So she does a lot of work around veterans. That's her heart, and that's what she she does. Leanne I, Wheeler. I have rarely seen anybody take the stage when you're working, and, I, and seriously, Jeffrey, because there's no one better than you. But she was strong. Wow. She's a, she's a pistol. We bring in we bring in the fire. We yeah. what we say fire in the hole. Here fire in the hole. Whew, man. Brother Jeff's here, and so I'm watching his streaming show, and they're talking about Fannie Willis. I'll just turn it over to you. Um, five months ago, she is part of that RICO, and she's charging Donald Trump with that RICO election interference case, and and now this. Jeffrey, what happened? Well, um, the greatest unforced error in, the, in, in modern history. Um, she's on a huge stage, a global stage. There's nothing larger than uh, prosecuting a, a former president and a host of, of others. And here's a black woman who's um, in Georgia. She's the D.A. And they're putting together this case. And, you know, now the prosecution is on the defense because the, the co-defendant um, made a motion to the judge and said that Fannie um, Willis is in a, a romantic relationship with the prosecutor who many are saying is unqualified huh. to even be a prosecutor. And they've got uh, records of the two of them traveling. And, you know, the gentleman is in, in divorce proceedings. And so now the story is not Donald Trump. That's right. The story is Fannie. No one knew her name until till this. And you know that Donald Trump is a master of the media he knows how to to deal with all of this, and I think that you know the 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 ball is in his court. He's he's on the offensive, and Fanny has just um just blew an, an a huge opportunity uh, to to talk about a particular issue that is no longer talked about, and that's you know the election uh, and scandal and all of that. The, so um, that's the, where we're at. The the divorce proceedings. Guy's name I think is Nathan Wade. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, his wife, his ex-wife, I guess, her estranged wife, uh, she she's the she was the source, I think, of the story. Um, 
to and that I think came from her originally. I don't people think that it, Trump dynamited in there, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, you don't you don't have to like, yeah. you know, this is this is the unforced error. This is the opportunity. When individuals wear the badge and a DA is a part of law enforcement, along with that, you know, you think of terms like integrity, mm-hmm. you know, um, sound judgment. And so a lot of folks are now trying to um, divert the issue about it doesn't matter who she's in a romantic relationship with, et cetera. And you've got to keep in mind that when someone charges you with something, and again, they're on a global stage, this is a huge case. Oh. Um, you've got to come out and say, you know what? We are not. You've, you've, got to, you've got to set the record straight. They have not set the record straight, which would, to me says, you know, there's a lot more to it. And if they were to deny it, there's a lot more to show because you can only imagine, Peter, there being, there being there, the surveillance is intense. The scrutiny is, uh, is like no, no other. And so with an individual being able to try to deflect and say, no, this isn't about me, let's stay focused on the case. You can't stay focused on the case because it's going to bring in your judgment. It's going to bring in cronyism. It's going to bring in what are you doing, who are you hiring, and why, and how you're using power to do the exact same thing that you're trying to prosecute. Well, that's so true. Brother Jeff's here. Um, everything has to be above board. Uh, trans, I mean, this, as you just pointed out, they're, they're prosecuting a former president of the United States. And... And you're trying to get the public to buy in what goes on in that courtroom. And Trump's had enough of his you know, explosions in courtrooms. But now, as you pointed out, so so on the money, now it's, it's totally flipped, hasn't it? It's absolutely flipped. And, and the, the prosecution is going to spend a lot of time attempting to, to move the narrative. But I see a resignation coming. This is bigger than her. Um, You've you've got to answer these questions, and it plays right into Donald Trump's narrative that, you know, the media, the system, those who are in power are out to get me because I'm an outsider attempting to expose these very activities. And so now Donald Trump is able to continue that narrative saying, look, this is not about an election. This is about retaliation, and this is also about attempting to keep me off of the ballot because they know that I will defeat um, the, the current president. And so all of this plays into those narratives, and it's hard to, to disagree at some level in terms of what he's saying because they gave him the opportunity to do exactly what he's been successful doing for so very long. Again, so well said, Brother Jeff Peter Boyles. The other blow comes when uh, this was I, before. This was after I saw your show, where the um, Georgia Senate—it's Republicans, but Republican controlled. But they had, so by the that's how the game is played. But they approved this resolution to create a panel to investigate her. And I thought to myself, she has to pull the pen. She has to get out. But first of all, do you believe she will do that? Number two, will that will that end it if she does resign? Well, you got to remember, she's a she's a D.A. and she's doing a job, but she is not the power behind that job. Someone put her in that place to do exactly what she's doing. She's probably very qualified as, as as a prosecutor, as a litigator and all of that. However, 
all of that is no longer relevant. Everything is based on your integrity, your judgment, who you're hiring, how much you're paying, and then who you are in a romantic relationship with. That's the story. That will be the story that goes down in history. She had an opportunity to have her name in the history books for all the right reasons in terms of, you know, that individual who is just seeking justice for the sake of justice above board and all of that. And that is tarnished. So no matter what she says, everyone is going to look at her in a different light. And so, yes, it's a distraction. She's got to step away. But in that stepping away, it resets the, the, the game again. Yes. It's like we've got to reshuffle su- shuffle the deck. We've got to go through the legal proceedings and see exactly what this means. And it pushes it pushes the timeline forward to where uh, Donald Trump is able to pursue the presidency. And if elected, this will be a, mo- a moot issue. Mm-hmm. Well said again. I mean, this was that moment, that phone call to um, from Donald Trump to the secretary of state. Find me 11000 votes. And that was the, the crux of all of this. And it was a RICO. And I'm you know, kind of a geek about reading about RICOs. And um, that, this was the deal where a former Colorado. Well, the, Jenna Ellis makes the not uh, Jenna Ellis makes the deal and um, the Kraken makes the deal and everybody makes the deal. And. Okay, here we go with a, with a, with a Rico and Fulton County. That I think that game at this point's over. They have to do they not, Jeffrey? Have to reshuffle and see if they can get it back off the ground. Well, you know, it is. It's almost like a reset, and it's going to be uh, to the point where you can't gain the momentum. You've lost the trust. You've yes. lost the. You've lost the the righteous indignation that's behind that badge. Every time you look at her, every time you look at this case. There's going to be, as they say, an asterisk. And that asterisk is, what is this really about? And then it's going to go to, is this what the American people really even care about? Because it becomes very messy. It becomes tit for tat. And the average person now can't even afford groceries to put on their table, let alone gas in their car. And now they're looking at power at the highest level going back and forth behind some of the most petty uh, dynamics that anyone even wants to spend time thinking about. They've got to reshuffle, but it's going to push the timeline forward. And and time is not on the side of, of those who are after Donald Trump. No, the primary season's on. No, you well said again, Brother Jeff and Peter Boyles, one more for you to, because I love Jeffrey's take. Did you see that uh, the, the debate amongst the uh, candidates for the 4th District and they met, someone brought up arrest and they started to applaud and laugh and high five each other. Have you seen that? Have you seen that video? I, I haven't seen it. Okay, because I I, I brought it in as the topic and uh, watching the reaction and the applause, um, good or bad, and uh, we played a Kyle Clark cut, and and I've been asking people about being arrested, but does that change anything when someone says they were they were had been arrested? Well, you know, it, it depends on, on for what, you know, we've all, I mean, I, I've been detained, being arrested or whatever, all of those, those different dynamics investigated, you know, I've been a part of, you know, um, you know, being an activist and, and, and being surveyed by, by our own city government. You remember the spy files and all oh, of yeah. those different things. Arrest 
in certain cases is a badge of honor. Like if you think about the dynamic around Dr. Martin Luther King, yeah. it, ought to, it, uh, it, it, it is always attached to the why and how the arrest is spinned. Like, you know, Donald Trump being arrested or booked or docked, all of those different things. You can come out as a hero when folks say they're out to get you. It all depends on the circumstances, the context, and how those stories are spun. I'm uh, reading a new bio of Nixon. And when Dr. King is put in Birmingham and the Kennedys, Jack Kennedy makes the phone call to, uh, to Mrs. King. And Nixon is warned not to and wants to. And when Jack makes the phone call and then Joe, his father, comes down on him and Lyndon Johnson comes down on him. And what are you doing? You know, the, that that Southern strategy with the Democrats. And it turns out that they're all wrong. And it's the turning point. And um, I didn't realize that this would have taken place. And Martin Luther King's father is the one that comes out and throws his weight because, you know, Kennedy's a Catholic and everything that goes with it. And they don't trust the Southern Democrats because of the Dixiecrats. And it's probably what they called the Negro vote comes to Jack mm-hmm. Kennedy. And um, yet after he made the phone call, he was his father and his brothers and everybody just berated him for for calling. Uh, I, I believe her name's Coretta, Coretta King. And, um, well, you know, that is absolutely, you know, the accurate history. And that is also the turning point from when, you know, the, the, the black community moved from what they called the, 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 the um, Lincoln Republicans to the Democratic Party. Yep. And that is totally the shift because um, those those who were involved in politics, the daddy king, the the folks that were a part of, you know, high society and had access to the vote. They were all Republicans. Blacks were all Republicans. And you'll start hearing all of that coming up in these political seasons where they have these conversations about the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and who does what. But blacks were absolutely Republican up to that very moment, which you just outlined. And the party of of, of Lincoln. And uh, when able to vote, um, the black vote went to the Republican Party and and, and and Nixon couldn't take Nixon was afraid. I don't know if Nixon Nixon was urged not to. And he followed that advice. Jack Kennedy was urged not to. And he, he ignored the advice and made the phone call. And it as it made a difference. Um, it changed history. And, it, and what you what you're seeing currently is the way Donald Trump has been able to start chipping away and using these narratives and actually attracting, you know, um, you know, important segments of, of the black vote. So I think that that's a a cause for people to be anxious in this case with, um, you know, with, with, with Fonnie Willis, et cetera, it just plays into that narrative that, you know, it doesn't matter which party power is going to do the same thing. And we need to look for integrity. We need to get back to the people controlling the, the, the halls or being in, in control of, who governs. It just creates an entirely new narrative. And Peter, we're living to see this. Yes. This is a very pivotal moment in history. And I believe that this time 
um, that we're living in, it, it's going to live on. People are going to be talking about this long after we're gone. Yeah, there, there are historians talk about epochs or talk about, you know, maybe we can boil it down to the crossroads. But we're standing at the crossroads right now. And very few times, I think, in American history have we reached this point or the world has reached this point. And I, I just don't see Joe. I, I mean, one of my many probably wrong predictions as Joe Biden pulls a Lyndon Johnson and addresses the country and says, I, 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 I'm not going to run. I can't imagine him in a debate. I can't imagine him campaigning. And that was the thing about Kennedy and, and Nixon, man, they went at it. I mean, they were both young and, you know, strong and willing to go. Do you think final question to you? Do you think Biden's that guy? You know, I, I don't think that Biden can go toe to toe with Trump. Um, just for, for, for many reasons. And I don't think that uh, Biden would want to go toe to toe with Trump. I don't think that the Democratic Party wants Trump to be, you know, um, the, the Republican um, nominee. And I think that that's why so much work is being put in to pull his name from the ballot in different states. Yeah. They're trying to do a lot of legal maneuvering because if you think about it, most of the conversation, good or bad in the media, is Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh. That's how Trump came into the presidency in the first place. Unless you're looking at the news channels, no one's talking about Biden for any reason. And it's all Trump all the time. Yep. And that's exactly how he got elected the first time. And it's a strategy that can work again um, in his favor this time. I don't think Biden would want to go toe to toe in a debate. Uh, with Donald J. Trump. They could hide him out, but then again, then he ducks the debate. Um, I worked for a guy's legendary guy in Denver radio by the name of John Lego. People called him Captain Showbiz, and Lego was worked as an advisor to my partner Bob and I, and we'd get jammed up, and John would sit there and go, did they spell your name right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then... He would say, did they get to call letters? And then his final question was, did they say what time you guys were on? And in other words, you know, it's all help. And I think that when that man said that to us and watched, you know, Trump storm out of courtrooms and stuff like that, that's what they're talking about. That's that's the story. That's the spin. That's how you deal with media. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you and, and, and you paint yourself as, you know, the one being attacked, you know, oh, the yeah. good guy fighting the cause for the ordinary person and watch what the system is doing. And so when you watch these debates, if they happen, Donald Trump's narrative will oh. always outshine Biden. He will not be able to talk about, you know, the stock market and, you know, uh, oh. the jobs or whatever. It will always be a pivot into oh. something else because Donald Trump knows how to do that. Yep. And I think that the, the Democratic Party has not found a narrative to lean on. They've been so anti-Trump. No one can figure out what they're actually for. Again, it ain't going to be Nixon and Kennedy, is it? Not at all. Wow. Love you, Jeffrey. We'll talk this week. Great show this week, man. I just love watching it. And if I'm going to put you on hold, if you would give Lou the contact number, I'd get her on. She she was breathing fire, man. I thought, wow, I love this woman. So um, you, you will love the great Leanne Wheeler, yeah. and I'll give Lou that contact information. I'll throw you on hold. Thanks, Brother Jeff. Be safe. Um, you got Lou, you got him on hold. You take care of it. 
Our friends at the Black Eyed Pea of Colorado open lines continue locally owned and operated. Steve and Michelle love the place. Eight locations in the breakfast places in Castle Rock, the Pea. Home-style cooking worth going out for. When's the last time you took the family to eat the Black Eyed Pea? Everything is made from scratch. Roast turkey breast dinner and mom's meatloaf and grilled salmon and homemade soups and great salads and delicious mashed potatoes and daily specials and senior discounts and save room for dessert at the P. Mao High one-pound chocolate cake that's incredible. And make your dinner party, rehearsal dinner, wedding reception, company event. Make it a success with the Black Eyed Pea catering no matter what the occasion. The Black Eyed Pea gift cards are always great. This is great food. We're, we're there all the time. Download the Black Eyed Pea app. Go to the website, select pickup. You can place your order without having to call in. I love everything about the restaurant, and I know you will as, as, as well. Let them do the cooking for you and keep it in Colorado. Visit the Black Eyed Pea near you. We have full lines. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday. I'm Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS Denver's talk station, 27th of January, Motorcycle Expo Weekend. Uh, we're talking about being arrested. We're talking about Lauren Boebert coming in fifth. We're talking about Vince McMahon. We're talking about just a number of things. Back to the phones with full lines. We go to Don. Don, you waited. Good morning. You're on the show. Don, three, two, one. You waited. I don't want to give you up here, man. You there? Doom, 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 doom. Let's put them back on hold and see if somebody's there. Uh, we'll go to John. John, you're on a radio show. Good morning. It's a Saturday. Thank you. Hey, great. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, sir. Uh, just because I, ha- I haven't heard anything from any of your uh, 710 compadres during the week, I was just wondering if you had gotten much blowback on your Palestinian guest last night. I Saturday. got a call on it yesterday from the program director uh, asking me what had happened on the show. And um, I told him. I said, you know, they came in, they took calls, and um, – you know, sort of end the story. I thought it was a good show. Yeah, I thought it was a good show too. I was just curious that no one, uh, no one commented on it during the week. So uh, I I thought that was unusual. So, yeah, I mean, they made the case that no one invites them. No one lets them speak. They mentioned uh, to me, at least the television stations and they've asked for attention and they wanted to, you know, speak their, their history and get nowhere. And, uh, right. you know, I, 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 they come in. Yeah. It's like, um, then we'll probably see them again before this is over. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was good for you to have them on there. I thought it was good for the well, public thank, to thank hear you. that yeah. and well, to, uh, and I thought they finally gave themselves up at the end with when they couldn't recognize Hamas as a terrorist organization. Yeah, sure. So they thought that was manufactured. And, so yeah, it was good that you no, had them on. Yeah, no. And, yeah. and when I made the deal, uh, actually with the doctor, I made the deal with her that I just had two requirements. One is you come into studio and two, you take calls and we won't screen the calls to, um, because most of the calls were, um, and a couple of them were really intense, were very anti them and I thought that was fair dinkum. You know, it's like it's not what the radio business should be like, but too many times now it isn't. Right. I, oh, I appreciate what you did. You're kind. Thank you, man. Okay. We'll try. We'll try Don again. Don again. Are you on? Are you, are you there this time? Oh, we got to give that up. All right. This is Jack. Jack. We got about three minutes to a break. You're on the radio show. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Lamont. Hey, boy. 
I just uh, I heard earlier a guy talking about the French Revolution, and you you went back and forth with him a little bit, and he ended up suggesting that that us Americans should have something like oh, he was talking about the Foreign Legion, not the, the Foreign Legion. Yeah. Excuse me, I meant yeah. the Foreign Legion. It's okay, and that we should have an American Foreign Legion. And historically, we've had something actually way superior to the French Foreign Legion. If you go all the way back to 1902-03, to the to Boxer Revolution, 11 countries mm-hmm. sent support to us, and probably the most significant of them was Australia. And they've done it in every conflict we've ever had ever since. But go slow, because in the Boxer Rebellion, yes. it, it was the, the Japanese army was there, the British army was there. Uh, that's yes. the siege of, Be- of Beijing. Um, I mean, there must have been 11 or 12 really invading militaries in China during the Boxers. Right. Well, at the Boxer, actually, actually, Herbert Hoover was a private citizen involved in the mining industry, and he was pivotal to that whole operation. Well, they fed him. Yeah. They, no. yeah what, what it was really about is they wanted to keep everybody that wasn't Chinese, they wanted to keep all foreign nationals out of their industry. Yeah. That's all it was about. But anyway, let's not, let's not get into the box. The point is we have a something that is superior to the French Foreign Legion. That's, that's the point of that call. Well, the Legion, you know, and I've read the history of the Legion, and, and um, the idea was to have, and they're foreign because they're foreigners who make up the Legion. They're the EMs of the, of the right. Legion, and the officer corps is French. And a lot of it goes back when the French are in North Africa and, and, and before. And I mean, it's 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 pretty much French. I mean, I, your your point's well taken. Well, where I'm going with the point is, is we've had that support. How about let me do it, Jack? Let me put you on hold or bring you back on the other side. It is okay. showtime. Put him on hold if you would, Lou. Let that continue. Ever been arrested? We'll play all of that. It's Saturday morning, the 27th of January. 50 will be the high. 60 on Sunday. Monday, 58 degrees. My friends are coming by the studio this morning. We go to the Motorcycle Expo. Stay here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.